Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is Ashley Carlisle. We talk about her passion for all the intricacies of directing, including trusting your cast and crew to bring their own shine to a show and the anxieties on both sides of auditions. We also chat a bit about Clue, and Ashley lets us in on a few behind-the-scenes secrets. Ashley is radiant and intelligent, but also has a gentle warmth that makes her sense of humor a delightful surprise. On with the show. So, welcome to Sarnia Famous, Ashley Carlisle. Absolutely delighted to have you here and your gorgeous mane of hair and your cute little kitty kitty. Thank um, you so much. Thanks for I'm being here. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> um, so, before I forget, Brent Wilkinson gifted a game to the show for the show's first birthday. It's called Which One? And basically, it's uh, it's kind of an icebreaker. It's a fun one. Um, you need to choose either red or blue. That's your first thing. For My first choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will pick red. Oh, not for yeah. any people to pick red. I love that. Oh, and really? then I'm going to read two options to you. And you have to choose one of the two. And then tell me why you prefer that one over the other one. Okay. 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 Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. So... <laughs> Which one would you rather have three legs oh, <laughs> or have a dog lick your food before you eat it? Just the once? <laughs> <laughs> like if it's just one time. Or is it like every meal you have, a dog has to be like, oh, 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 nom, nom. Goodness. Um... I mean, and do I get to pick the dog? Because, <laughs> like, okay, well, if it's just once. But, I mean, also, like, what would be the disadvantage of having three legs? Ooh. It's just, like, an extra leg. That's a really tough one. I gotta say, I'm torn on this one, too. Usually, I'm I really know. I'm torn on Because, like, the downfalls of both of them are... Like, honestly, quite minuscule. <laughs> okay, oh, I guess having three legs, people would comment on it a lot, probably. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that is, like, an advantage. I know, I know. I kind of... Like, you're one step, step closer to spider person. So, I yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I'm torn on that one, too. Normally, yeah. I know exactly what my answer will be, like, as soon as I read it. But this one, Yeah torn on it as well yeah that's a really tough one i mean it's gross having like animals lick your food but like i also have to cop to the fact that like i will eat something if it's fallen on the ground if the ground is not too dirty i will eat something off the ground so like how can i claim to <laughs> i think when you said if you could pick the dog because it, there are some dogs that could really like just oh, the, the slobber yeah. and this yeah um but if it's it just little... like a sweet like a sweet little i don't know yeah. i'm trying to think of like a really dainty little dog and they just like like lick just the corner yeah. of your yeah, of well, your meal just taste it for you <laughs> give you a nod that was a tough one um i still yeah. and i i mention it far too often but it stands out so much to me um one of the first ones was um have a hamster have a hamster the size of a house or never watch tv again i feel like i would pick the hamster cuz i'm in, like i'm envision i mean i guess it would be kind of inconvenient cuz like i'd have to 
like I guess it would be my pet, so I'd have to like find <laughs> where to house it. And certainly, my house is not big enough. But I'm like I'm imagining like a really big, adorable hamster, like a ham tarot type hamster. Yeah. And uh, plus, I think like not watching TV again might be an advantage. Yeah. Less distracting. So. That one was an easy one for me, and I didn't. I never pictured like a cute hamster. I was picturing like the terror of a giant hamster. To me, sounds <laughs> horrifying. I suppose, but yeah. Again, it depends on what the hamster looks like slash its personality. Yeah, what if it's like a horrifying hamster? So many variables. Mm-hmm. Such a yeah. great game. Thank you, Brent, for uh, which one? Yeah, thanks, Brent. Okay, so um, you're fresh from Clue. Yeah, yeah, still pretty fresh. <laughs> Do you, are you kind of the type of, of actress that that accent stuck with you even after the show? The accent? Mm-hmm. The accent from the show? Um, I mean, it's it's a fun accent to just mm. put on every once in a while. I, I always love doing accents. But no, I, I, would, I would only use it when I was doing my lines or in the show. That's impressive. Or like improving. Okay. <laughs> so. So what would be your favorite accent to do then? Hmm, French is so fun. There, I I will fully admit it, I'm prejudiced against the French, and I love to make fun of them. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, they're really. It is a really fun accent, mm-hmm. and I grew up in Quebec, so doing the the Quebecois French would be pretty fun as well. But yeah, uh, yeah. If I ever had to do an accent for a show, I'd love to do Irish. It's such a beautiful, like lyrical, lilting accent that I think that that would be. If I had to choose only one more accent to do, I think it would be that one. <laughs> That's a solid choice. That's one of my favorites yeah. as well. And then I okay, so I'm all over the place, but I was reading a little bit. So 14 years. Was it 14 years? Yeah, four, 14 years with, yeah. with Theatre Sarnia. And, and like, that that's a long time. And you're saying... It's... Pardon? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think we caught just, like, the tiniest bit of a delay. Oh, I don't shoot. think that's on you. I think that might be my yeah. internet. So don't... I think that's why we keep, like, kind of missing each other. Um, lost my train of thought. So, yeah, 14 years. 14 years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. How did you get yeah. started? Um, I, my mom, when we first moved to Sarnia, I didn't know anybody. My whole family didn't know anybody here. And so I was having a lot of trouble meeting people. And my mom saw an ad for uh, an audition in the paper. I think it was in The Observer. I'm trying to remember what show it was. I know Jane James was the director, and it was one of those shows that was about putting on a show. So it was like a, a, a play within a play. Okay. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Would you happen to know um, the year it was? Or roughly? It would have been 2000, I think it would have been 2008. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the list yeah. that I have here, um, 2012 is what I have for cast Yeah, list. I didn't get the part. I didn't get the part, but I did audition. Oh, I just assumed <laughs> that you did. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, um, gosh, I, I, 
I am. I'm sorry. I don't remember the name of the show. I don't think you have to apologize. That was quite some time ago. It was a really long time ago. (laughs) Um, But I just showed up. I didn't know anybody there. And I met Liz Walton. Liz Walton was also auditioning. And I'm pretty sure she got cast in it as well. But I was the part that I was trying out for was like the ingenue, like the young woman. I was really I was like 19 at the time. And the only thing that I remember was that the instruction, that like the the direction for the scene was I had to churn butter and be sexy. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a very like over the top, like tongue in cheek kind of like the the show within the show, the woman is like the daughter of like big daddy and it takes place in the deep south or something like that and she's it was it was just one of those ridiculous like so yeah that was my first ever theater study (laughs) experience was and i i just went for it and for you it was i did not get the part i did not get the part but i think I, i also looked extremely young at the time so i think uh that was that was a big struggle when i first started with theater sarnia was um i was always going for like to play opposite of somebody who was always ending up being cast at like 40 or 50 years old. So, uh, but yeah, I auditioned for a bunch of shows. I think I auditioned for like eight shows and did not get a part until oh, Perfect Wedding. So I the bug bit me even before I even got on stage. The <laughs> so, tenacity to, yeah. uh, like I don't handle rejection very well. And I think maybe like, two or three and I'd have been like okay that's enough for me so good for you obviously there was passion there and you were determined I mean I met I met so many beautiful people Mm. and I just wanted to hang out with them all (laughs) and so like I worked backstage on a couple of shows I I did some costuming and I did just like backstage crew and stuff like that until until I got landed my first role (laughs) so I see so it wasn't as though you weren't involved at all yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good yeah, I had some really nice experiences. Would you say then that your heart lies more in the, the backstage stuff or would you prefer to be on the stage? That's a really tough question. I mean, there's no experience quite like being on stage. There's there is a like a magic and an energy exchange with an audience and I love being able to be somebody else. I love finding out just different things about humans as well as different things about myself through a role. I think that's always such, it's always so illuminating. Like even, even the silliest parts you come away with such a deeper knowledge, I think. Mm. But I, I think, yeah, if I had to pick between one or the other, I really would love to direct. Mm. Um, And that has been my favorite experience to date was directing. So um, as much as much as I would love, as much as I would hate to leave acting behind, I would rather direct and never act again than act and never have the ability to direct again. So, uh, so tell me more about that. Tell me more about the direction piece. Yeah, the yeah the only thing I've directed to date was uh, I was I did the one act festival a long time ago. It was 2016, and I directed. Tennessee Williams uh, short called uh, The Lady of Larkspur Lotion. And uh, there's, uh, it was so magical. <laughs> it was such a wonderful experience. And I had the best cast. 
I had Carissa Teske and Shauna Nels and Kip McMillan. Uh, so it was just the three of them and they were phenomenal. Maddie, uh, Maddie, who just played the cook in, in Clue, she was my stage manager and she was brilliant. I love working with her. And yeah, even the set design, I think um, Trevor Morris and Kian Poor helped me uh, put the set together. But I love I loved putting that set together. I, we found like old, this old like red, like Baroque looking wallpaper and like put, uh, most um, flats, you can't wallpaper them because they're literally just fabric. So we had to find actual boards that we could wallpaper this onto. And then we basically destroyed the boards because uh, the Lady of Larkspur Lotion takes place in um, like a really poor tenants building in New Orleans in the 1930s. So during the, de in, during the depression, kind of like today, they had a massive housing crisis mm -hmm. and like they were just putting like cramming as many people as possible into these old buildings and not maintaining them. So we just punched a bunch of holes in the walls and like broke off pieces on the end. And we had like some of the framing hanging out. It looked so good. It's just all the little pieces that we found to kind of like create the character of the set. Um, we ended up finding this like a uh, little portrait of like uh, the Madonna, the mm. St. Mary and, and Jesus as a baby. <laughs> it was like a gilded version of it about this big. So we hung that on the wall crooked and then we hung this like silky pink negligee off of it. Oh, <laughs> it was just so perfect. Like all these little details mm. that like people may not have seen, but just added so much to the they're the, the character the kind of things that you would miss if they weren't there like they create that natural uh yeah. depth to the stage that um it would it would be obvious if it if it wasn't there absolutely um, that yeah. sounds really fun um so then if there if there was a, a perfect show that you could direct uh i am desperate to direct a show called butcher mm. i've put it in i've put it in twice with theater sarnia and it's a little too Think it's a little too much of a risk for them but it's the show is incredible dallas it's so good <laughs> so it's a four-hander it takes place in toronto on a rainy christmas eve and a an old man who has been drugged he's wearing a a foreign military uniform and a santa hat he's been dumped at the stoops of a of a police station so the police have to deal with this situation on this Christmas Eve. He doesn't speak a word of English. He actually speaks a language that was created for the show called Lavinian. Huh. So it's a language that doesn't exist, wow. but there's a whole guide for pronunciation and all the meanings in the back of the script. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's a thriller, but it is so, it's so good. It's so entertaining. It's full of twists. It's very deep, but also very funny. It's very troubling in some points as well. But overall, I just like, I've never read a script that excited me so much. I'm, I'm desperate. I'm going to try and do it somehow. <laughs> so. I, I have so many questions and okay, yeah. I gotta, I gotta look it up because that, <laughs> it, so it's by um, Nicholas uh, Billen, I believe is the, is the script writer. I just love that there's a whole language going on there like that. I know. 
I know that, that, that they created yeah. a language for the show or, or at least enough of the language that they could script, um, script portions of it. <laughs> so is it, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. My, the little hamster in my head is like, ah! um, so is it, okay. Oh my gosh. So many questions. Is it that it, is it too edgy? Is that kind of why you think it might not be picked up? Yeah. So there is a an onstage maiming, and there's an onstage murder, and they're not like funny clue murders. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. What but kind? Like, it's like if I had to compare it to a movie, it would be like Gone Girl. It would be a little bit of seven it's not quite as harsh as seven it deals with darker subject matter than seven but not quite as like brutal <laughs> oh. um okay so it's got yeah. a hint of the the macabre in there it does yeah okay the, you're you're uh you're singing my tune here i am very curious <laughs> i love, I love that kind of stuff um yeah Ooh. okay maybe we could like just do it on a street corner or something yeah, it maybe, sounds really yeah. fun. I'll have to find another venue or something. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. As soon as we get through this year, I'm gonna have to take another look at it because this year is just so crazy busy. <laughs> for sure. Theater, theater is unfortunately not gonna happen. Fair <laughs> so, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Ooh, I'm intrigued by that. But yeah. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, so butcher, butcher's like absolutely the top of my list. I've been in love with it for. Henry Canino actually gave me that script, and I've been in love with it for. I think I tried to do it before the pandemic. That was the first time I put it in. So it's been at least three or four years since I first read it. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since then. So Just keep it up. Um, and then eventually they'll be like, my yeah. goodness, we got to let this person do this show because otherwise we're never going to hear the end of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll just be the squeakiest wheel. <laughs> the squeakiest, most macabre wheel. <laughs> There was a, and perhaps they still are a go in, in my hometown, Calgary, there's a, a theater troupe called One Yellow Rabbit, and they do a lot of, like, Ooh. really, like, the stuff that wouldn't normally get picked up by your your generic yeah. or, or um, family-oriented or um, yeah. more public theaters, and that sounds very much like something that they would do, and that was one of my favorites back home, so. Um, Fantastic. I'll be there, or maybe I'll try out, or maybe both. Um, yes, there's a fantastic woman's role in it. Is there? So, yeah. I liked when you said too that there's um, it's deep, but there's also a little bit of humor in there. I think that's important when you're doing the yeah. the edgier stuff is to kind of give that comedic relief. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you need a balance between the two. And yeah, it's. I mean, as much as I do love really dark material. <laughs> I like it when it's well written mm. and you need that back and forth and you need, um, you need to, to like something about it to keep going with it. So that's tr true. Uh, yeah. it, it's easy to be macabre, but to have depth and then pull yeah. that, that humor piece off as well. That's important. That's a really, yeah. really good point. Um, any other shows that you'd want to direct? I'd love to do another Tennessee Williams mm. and yeah, I think he just writes about humans in misery so well. <laughs> and, 
And yeah, I, I think every time I read his scripts, I just, I see, I see real people immediately. They just leap, they leap off the page. I would love to do uh, Sarah Rule. So she wrote um, The Clean House. So isn't that, oh gosh, I guess it was seven years ago now, which is a really great, like, magical realism comedy drama. Hmm. I played another maid in that one. I played a Brazilian oh, okay. maid. Okay, right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was very, extremely different for me, that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, she is a... The, the scripts that I've read by her, she's very, she's very intelligent. She's very funny as well. And there's so, there's such a beautiful, like, whimsy in a lot of her work. That's really hard to describe. It's not whimsical like Disney. It's whimsical, like, kind of like Big Fish. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And she picks the most interesting topics, too. So, hmm. yeah, that would be another one that I'd like to direct one of her shows so do you have uh do you have that feeling as a director where it's difficult to not want to jump up onto the stage when you're giving direction where it's like oh no no i mean like this and then and then showing or do you find it okay to to kind of stay put and give the direction i think i think one of the biggest pieces and almost hurdles to directing is picking your team yeah. and that's why auditions are just as nerve-wracking for director like as as nerve-wracking as it is to audition as a as an actor really and i've done it over and over and over again huh. it's also extremely nerve-wracking on the other end of it because bringing that group of people together it could go beautifully and it could go horribly wrong so yeah so part, part and parcel in that I think <laughs> I think that when you choose the right people, you have to honor their instincts in a lot of ways. As much as as much as you would have a vision of how you thought a certain scene was going to go, trying to force an actor to do something that doesn't feel natural to them, I haven't had good results with it. <laughs> so I don't know if they're like again, I've only done the one show, but I found it was a lot better to to make it more of a collaborative process then yeah I whenever when I direct um a scene I like to not give blocking right away mm. I want the actors to try and find their ways around uh around a scene around moods around their dialogue um and when things start to get sticky and stagnant is when I'll jump in and start to to give some suggestions and direction after that but yeah I find you get a much more natural yeah yeah that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, d directing is uh, like blows my mind. It's not something I even think about doing mostly because it's I do a think I ton of work. Yeah. Yeah. I, a massive amount of work. I, I feel like your brain yeah. has to be able to think of all of these parts simultaneously and, yeah. and be able to put it all together. Like it's terrifying to me. And, and, but, uh, and I know that I would want to jump up and, and show the actor so I love that you, you give that, that space. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of that in terms of the blocking, like allowing mm -hmm. it to happen organically would make it more like a real interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it, sometimes it doesn't work with people like people that are um, either people that are new on stage or people that are really used to a certain type of show. Um, 
they might not it, like depending on the the show you're directing they might not have that instinct to move naturally in a scene and, and in that case you you'll you can give them some guidance i find if you've set up if you set, again if you've set up your stage properly people should be able to move in it as naturally as they move in a in a in a room in real life or in a any kind of a space so mm -hmm. that's great though that you're and i mean Sometimes. sometimes sometimes you don't have that luxury depending on how much stage we have but fortunately with the imperial it's big and gorgeous and <laughs> we have plenty of room so absolutely um it sounds like you've got a good balance of knowing when to step in another thing that mm -hmm. you said kind of blew my mind um <laughs> when you said that auditions are just as nerve-wracking for the directors uh, yeah I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought like, oh, all these wonderful actors come in, do their thing for me. But then I thinking back to the clue callbacks, like yeah. and I see that because we were there for like like three or four hours or something like that. Yeah. That was yeah, the callbacks were even more intense than the the first audition for sure. And and Yeah. And especially a show like that where it's such an ensemble piece everybody has to work really well together yeah i i every time i audition for a show i'm like how are they going to cast this because like you might i remember back when i started with theater sarnia um they were always hurting to get people out to auditions mm. they never had enough especially men but now it's like all of the talent that we have in this city it's unbelievable and the rooms are just chock full of people and everybody has these wonderful takes and yeah sitting there as a director you have to choose from like well this person did this wonderful thing but that person held their body that way and that person has better chemistry and like it's so nerve-wracking <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking and like you really want everybody to do well. I remember this when I was auditioning my little show was I was so nervous. Like I could feel everybody's nerves as they were oh. standing there. So I'm, you know, I wish I could like wave a magic wand and just get rid of that for all of us, oh. but you have to sit there through it with them and like, and understand like what decisions are they making because they're nervous and what decisions, like what, what's actually underneath, like what can you work with underneath there? So that's a really good point yeah. too, that um, yeah. someone might perform differently once those nerves, because it's odd, yeah. at least in my experience, I find the audition more stressful and anxiety-inducing than being on stage, yep. even if it's people yep. that I know. Yeah. I'm terrified, like sweating and shaking in my yep. boots. <laughs> I'm still scared, even all, I don't know how many auditions I've done now. Well, I guess it was eight before my first one, so it's <laughs> probably close to like know, 20 or 30 by now. I would think so, that you'd be fearless yeah. by now. No, not at all. Not at all. It's still, it's, I still, I still worry that I'm going to shake while I'm up there. No, it's honestly, it's my least favorite part. As much as I love the opportunity to like try a bunch of different roles, it's just so nerve wracking. And then I'm always like, I have a tendency to overthink it and over prepare for it. And then 
I like psych myself out and then I've gone to ones where I'm like, I'm not going to do that again. And I don't prepare at all. And that was also a terrible decision. <laughs> so, there, Yeah. Yeah. There's no, uh, no happy medium with that. No. no, by the time you get to a show, you're so well prepared and well, hopefully not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like you gel with everybody and you, you know, even, even all the stuff that could possibly go wrong on stage, you have that trust established with the whole team. Mm -hmm. So you're, the nerves are different for like an opening night versus an audition for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that layer too about being a director and having to see kind of beneath that. I guess in, in a community where you know the actors yeah. and what they're capable yeah. of, that would definitely help. Mm -hmm. So so you were in the show with your sweetheart. And yeah. how, how did that how did that go? Do you guys work well together on stage? I think so. I think so. Um, it was beautiful. I was so thrilled that we both got cast in it. I actually really wanted Yvette. So I was thrilled I got the part I wanted. And yeah, it was kind of like, it was full circle. We actually, we met at the auditions for uh, Christmas Carol in 2014. So yeah, that was when we first met. And we always, um, he was Fred and I played uh, the older version of Belle. Um, so we didn't have a, a scene, like, we didn't have like a character scene together, but I was in the ensemble during one of his scenes. Um, I think it was like the dinner party scene where he's kind of tongue in cheek making fun of Scrooge. And so I was just like in the background of this scene. There was like maybe 10 of us on stage at the time. And I remember every single night I had, I had developed this silly little backstory for my character because I was wearing this like the frilliest like robin's egg like light blue dress it just it was covered in lace <laughs> and I had my hair done all it was very goofy I had like all these like coils done in my hair you know the time period I think yeah. it was like 1840s yeah so I just, I looked like one of the silly girls, right, from Beauty and the Beast. And I decided that this was like, I was like this young woman who was like going to her first Christmas party and I had had too much to drink. So, <laughs> so I was, you know, in the background drinking too much of the, what, I think we had punch or something like that. And there was a moment at, every single night when we were on stage where he would raise his glass to give a toast to Scrooge. And I would notice him and just be so like overexcited and like, uh, like slosh my drink out of my glass every night as I raised my glass to him. And he would smile every night. So we just had this wonderful little moment on stage together. And Aww. yeah, even though we were just friends at the time, we were friends for many years before we started dating. But yeah, it was really wonderful to then like be in another show together and have all these little moments again on stage. And then such wonderful pictures, like so many beautiful pictures from um, from media night. And then I think there was somebody that was taking pictures during the uh, one of the show nights as well. So yeah, it was just so beautiful to have all of that captured. And, and I love watching him. He's just so fun and talented and he makes everybody burst out laughing during rehearsals and 
that yeah. character that he He's had, uh, all the, the the delivery, like if, if he hadn't had the delivery, it wouldn't have been as funny. For <laughs> exactly. Sure. Um, I, every time backstage, I couldn't help but just die laughing every time he said, uh, what was the line? Um, a struggle with new ants. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> it sounded just like them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, but Scarlett, I struggle with new ants. <laughs> oh my god, I drooled on myself. That's so funny. <laughs> that was so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you could have stood in for him. That was fantastic. Thank you for that. I apologize for drooling on myself. <laughs> so funny. Um, I can't keep it together now. Um, anyway, so, uh, so would it kind of be like a, like a date night to go to rehearsals together or, or was it more like a social outing or? Yeah, it was more like a social outing. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of time to get, <laughs> to get cozy during Fair rehearsals. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too cute. It was fun though. Uh, I had a reason to stick around after I died every night. So. Good point. Then you'd get to sit and watch the show. That's awesome. Exactly. That. No, it was wonderful. Oh, it was lovely. No, we had we had, we really enjoyed both of us. We really enjoyed that show. Like top to bottom, great people, incredible performances. <laughs> like it really was. I was so excited yeah. to go and see it. And I, I, I kind of felt like, I don't know, in the know, having seen even just that little bit from the callbacks. And, like, um, yeah. I just felt like I was with, like, a group of talented, because I was, but, like, yeah. like what am I doing in here? This is so cool. It was so neat to see oh that. Gosh. And then you were so funny, though. Thank you. I Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a fish for compliments. It just no, then, no. Um, it, but you know, honestly, like I was. I mean, I came away and I was like, "How are they going to pick a freaking cast from this incredible group of people?" And that, um, yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was pretty cool. And somebody, I can't remember who had said, uh, like they could have cast it several times over. But yeah, going they to see have. going to see the show, yeah. I kind of felt like <laughs> I got to see a little bit of the the. That is, that is a nice thing the... about auditions. As as torturous as they are, you get to see a little bit of like what what were people like at the beginning, mm -hmm. and then what is like the polished product at the end. So absolutely, yeah. So were there any any fun stories or any malfunctions or or anything like that? Like there was a lot of timing to you guys running around on that huge stage. Oh my gosh! Yes, there had to be a few mishaps. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, media night. Here, here's a funny little story. Okay, so you know how we had the doors? Obviously, we're a massive part of it. We're running in and out of doors, and they're slamming and all of that. So one uh, on media night, um, obviously, Ian wanted to get a bunch of shots of us running in and out of these doors. So we were just running um, the top of Act 2. And <laughs> there's a scene or there's a portion of that back and forth where... Yvette is supposed to run across the stage or to kind of tiptoe across the stage and then she sees Mrs. White, so Julie, coming out of the wing 
and she's supposed to um, run into the door that's closest to her and hide behind mm-hmm. it as Mrs. White uh, walks by, kind of like, oh, where did she go? And then walk off the other way, and then she'll run out and run. <laughs> so I'm tiptoeing out. Julie starts to come on stage, and I bolt to the door and try and open it. The door is not opening. Oh, no. <laughs> and of course, like the like we can't stop. <laughs> so I'm just like trying to yank the door open like a maniac. And Julie Julie's phenomenal. Julie just went with it and so I just plastered myself up against the door. I was like, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> And she just, she didn't, she didn't look at me. She just went by. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess the, the, there was a lock on that door. <laughs> was it triggered? <laughs> we, I could not, I, and thankfully, like, I was really, I was mortified. Like somebody was going to come and like try the door after and it was going to open. What? Yeah. Like no but, problem. Like, no, it was actually locked. <laughs> that would be very validating. Cause yeah, that would be yes. embarrassing as heck. Yeah, too funny. <laughs> too funny. Yeah. Thankfully, that didn't happen during any of the shows. Although we did. Um, what night did you see the oh show? God. Do you remember? I think. I think it was the Saturday night. I think. I think. Saturday night. Yeah. Um. So our first night, the Wednesday night for the dinner scene, myself and uh, Maddie as the chef bring out the two sides of the table and set them up. Well, my table came on. <laughs> Maddie's table did not. Oh no! <laughs> the aircaster said, "Oh no!" I think that they had sprung a leak. Oh no! <laughs> On opening night. <laughs> On opening night, yes, we're good. Uh, I think it was a minute and a half. Oh my but god! But it felt like an hour. A minute and a half on stage. <laughs> that would a huge amount of time. Oh my gosh. So they're all coming on. I'm standing there like an idiot. I go and start to grab bowls and start putting them on the side of the table because there's six people and only three yeah. seats. So they're trying. They're frantically trying to figure out how they're going to run the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie comes out with, with a bowl and just I think she shoved it to shame. She just had to spit it. Oh my gosh, that's huge! Wow. So, uh, so I think what happened, Craig, Craig Matthews, came running with the tank, filled it up as quick as he could, and they brought it on after the fact. Oh my but, goodness! Yeah, we fully thought that we were going to have to do the scene with only half of the dinner table. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like you think of when, in terms of improv, like someone misses a line, or yeah, you know. Exactly. You forget one little prop, not half yeah. a table. Like that was. We were missing. We were essentially missing half of our set. Oh my gosh, that's unreal. <laughs> like, like, like they were supposed to be eating dinner for this whole scene. <laughs> the first line was, I think it was Shane and Colonel Mustard saying, "So is this my seat?" <laughs> and there's <laughs> no seat there. Not arrived yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, that's wild. It's good that you can laugh about it, because that, I mean, what else can you do, right? Like, just, yeah. wow. Oh, Maddie and I were kicking ourselves after, because we were like, we should have gotten into a fight on stage. (laughs) Uh, 
get is the table. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But these things are so easy to think of after the fact. Exactly. Exactly. And we're just frozen. Because <laughs> like, well, what else would you do? It's just, this supposed to be a table here. Oh, too funny. How did the how did the audience react? Do you think that they, they knew something Everybody, was up? I, I talked to a couple people and they said they thought it was part of the show. <laughs> and I'm like, how? <laughs> no. <laughs> what director would have made that decision? <laughs> but I mean, I guess, I guess we sold it. I was going to say, like, bravo, <laughs> you guys. Obviously, you, uh, you made it work. Too funny. I love those yeah. kinds of stories. Um, so we're already getting to that, like, potential spontaneous combustion oh, part. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this goes so by so fast. Um, I try to leave a little bit of time, though, at the end of the episode um, yeah. as, like, soapbox or um, if there's a side hustle you want to talk about or a charity or if you want to just talk a little more theater stuff, whatever your little heart desires. Yeah, I guess, yeah, to turn the conversation a little more serious. Mm. I think with with your audience in particular for this show, yeah, there's a lot of really crappy stuff going on in the world right now, but um, there is an there's a petition working its way through the House of Commons right now in Canada, and it is to open asylum in Canada to trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming people and kind of really open it up um, to anybody that's facing stricter slash horrific new laws in their country so that they would be able to come to Canada if they needed to. I signed it, uh, it would have been a couple weeks ago, and I think it had about 20,000 signatures at the time. Um, but the reason I'm excited and proud of this one is that it literally is going through the House of Commons right now. So, yeah, I would encourage everybody. I want to see as many people as possible sign. It took me, like, less than five minutes to do. So I think I, you'll be able to get to it really easily if you Google. I think it's Trans Asylum Petition um, House of Commons Canada. That should probably bring you to it. And you just have to validate your email address and your, I think it's your postal code. I think, uh, let me try to remember, I think it was open until n towards the end of May. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a bit of time still. <laughs> I thought you were going to say until the end of this month, but uh, we got a little bit of time. Yeah. Thank you for bringing awareness to that. Um, thank you. No, thank you for the platform for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a close-to-my-heart topic as well. Mm -hmm. Um specifically in Sarnia right now, all of the backlash with uh, drag story times. And, yeah. And uh, that... Uh, it's just, it's getting really scary. It, yes. Um, and I think um, the internet and social media is doing its thing and making people really rabid and yes. scary and uh yeah no i just i want to if we can if we can make canada like a safe harbor as much as possible i would love to see that it's it's something it's something tangible that we can actually do absolutely so. thank you that yes and for, thank you for jumping into my brain and and saying what i was mm -hmm. trying to find the words for 
scary yeah. is right. Very, very yeah. scary times for a lot of people. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, this was absolutely lovely. It was nice to, to spend some time little. with you. Oh, I wish we could do more, but... <laughs> yeah, I know! <laughs> my laptop. Your, your laptop and my phone can only handle so much. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Perhaps <laughs> one day we'll have a, a sequel yeah. where we'll be able to do your show and yes. I gotta look into that. I'll be able to talk about how wonderful it was. Oh my today. gosh! And 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 uh, and be in it maybe. That's that that sounds right up my alley. I'm excited. I hope that you get a chance yeah. to to direct that. Because it sounds really I'll keep good. You, I'll keep you posted okay. if it ever happens. Please do very sincerely. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Dallas. This okay. is lovely. Okay. Have a nice evening. You too. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay, kids, that's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.